You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're officially one week away from free agent madness. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy streaming live everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, we're having a blast doing it. You can, of course, tune in live right around 1030. It's a little bit later today because we are not technically savvy, but we're up and running. And, uh, of course, this episode brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, that's LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. We will crown a champion as far as Built Bar is concerned. A little madness before the madness. Alex... Uh, we have ourselves a mock draft Monday as well, and we're going to start a new segment today where you and I are actually going to make our selection at 16. We're going off of Jordan Reed from the Draft Network's draft today. We'll tell you who he selected, if we agree with the pick, or if we want to go a different direction that's coming up on this episode. But Alex, let's just, uh, one week now, it's officially been one week since the J.J. Watt signing for the Arizona Cardinals there's a lot. There's still a lot of excitement surrounding this team. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun week. You know, it's been a fun week. Uh, yeah, like this is is that the beginning? Is that the peak? I mean, a lot of questions that still need to be answered. There's a lot of uh, free agent just hubbub around the NFL. There's word from Adam Schefter, I believe, today that Kenny Galladay may not be franchise tagged. Is he going to be in the mix for the Cardinals? Are they going to make a splash at wide receiver? Uh, all of the offensive tackles are seemingly up for grabs at this point. Trey Turner from the Chargers is up for grabs. Bobby Massey, it seems to be, he might be a cap casualty on the right side of the line for the Chicago Bears. There are options for the Cardinals, and starting with J.J. Watt, as you mentioned, it being a week, it just brings them to a different level of possibilities. No, so, say, hypothetically speaking, they didn't sign J.J. Watt last week. We'd be like, man, they have a lot of holes to fill. Now... When you have J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones alongside of each other, regardless of what the output of J.J. Watt's going to be next season, it's up a level. Now there's even more expectations for them to jump in and not just stick their toe in the water uh, this offseason and and into the draft. So it's going to be super exciting. This is just the beginning, hopefully, and there's going to be a lot more conversations surrounding the Cardinals. And talking about the mock draft Monday, it just opens up all the possibilities. It opens up everything. Now that you've you've seemingly checked the box, the desperately needed to check, instead of doing power and numbers with Marcus Golden and Son Reddick, et cetera, now you could just have Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt and fill pieces otherwise. Yeah, I mean, there remains a glaring knee as far as this Cardinals roster goes. Are they going to try to fill it through the draft? Are they going to do it starting next week as the negotiation window opens? I'm just hoping for just pure chaos. I think that that's what everybody wants to see come next Monday. Uh, we're going to be live during the madness, and uh, we're going to be breaking down each and every move. I, I fully anticipate the Arizona Cardinals have having made a move at this point next week, just like they did. You know, it was via trade with DeAndre Hopkins. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it It's going to be – There's we'll see now within the next 24 hours, you know, what this market's going to really look like because of Tag Day. You know, I mean – who knows what's going to happen with Dak Prescott? You almost help hope that Prescott hits the open market, uh, thus creating even more chaos and maybe some teams that were going to compete for some players that the Cardinals are going to go after might reallocate those funds to a quarterback. I don't know. Anything can happen. Anything goes 
it's just going to be it's going to be wild and i can't wait for it yeah and i will toot the horn of myself i've been on a, a little bit of a hot streak john mcclain heralded writer outs out of houston um he put up the conversation that you and i have been arguing about for the past six weeks trade kyler murray for deshaun watson that was the name of the article He's been writing for the Houston Chronicle for 40-plus years. He's gone down this path of, what are you talking about? No way it's going to happen. Trade Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson. And he's we actually had him on the show that I produced this morning. He's the most level-headed dude that I've ever met in this business. Just a nice Southern gentleman who's like, listen, this is these are the things that we have at our at our disposal right now. The best case scenario for the Texans at this point would be tr- would to trade Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson because regardless of how many draft picks you get in return from the Jets, Miami, etc., not one draft pick right now is worth more than a franchise quarterback, which is what Kyler Murray is. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying that the conversation is starting to just jump outside of the state of Arizona, tying Kyler Murray to Deshaun Watson. That's all. It's, uh, of course, the Houston Texans at this point, as they're backed further and further into the corner and have no leverage, they're going to want to get what they can get out of Deshaun Watson in a proven commodity in Kyler Murray. Why not? That I mean, a guy on a rookie-scale contract, it would be perfect for the Houston Texans. I think that they've backed themselves you know, too far into that corner. And as far as leverage is concerned, I think the most that they'll probably be able to get, and they'll get a lot. Look, they're going to get a ton as far as return for Deshaun Watson, it's going to be draft capital. I just don't think that the Arizona Cardinals now, as they've gotten themselves a J.J. Watt, they've got themselves a roster that's ready to win, and Kyler Murray's the guy. I mean, J.J. Watt already sent him the text. I'm here because I believe in you. But, you know, if there's going to be anybody else that he's going to feel comfortable with, it's probably his quarterback from Houston that we saw him walk off the field together with and say, hey, I apologize, we couldn't get this done. I just think, look, just let those quarterback-hungry teams tr- like put all their efforts into getting a quarterback while the Arizona Cardinals already have a quarterback. Focus on where the needs are for this team to move forward. Uh, w- regardless, it's nothing is out of out of like out of bounds now. Nothing is out of bounds. But the right. Arizona Cardinals, I mean, I really keep keep tabs on who's going to get tagged or not. Is Allen Robinson going to get tagged? Is Kenny Galladay going to get tagged? You know what's going to happen? Who's going to hit those open, open the hit the open market come this time next week? It's going to be massive for the Arizona Cardinals because they're going to be players for it. Um, and we're also got to keep tabs on who they're going to try to keep. You know, is it going to be Patrick Peterson? What's going to happen with Larry Fitzgerald? I think I still think that the ball's in their court to make a decision. Do they want to be a part of this? Because uh, it's going to be fun, regardless of what happens. I mean. It can be a colossal failure, but at the same time, it's all going to be it's going to be entertaining. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at it right now. Ian Rappaport tweeted out this morning that they don't even have a salary cap number yet, so they may have to move back the actual date, the actual uh, deadline for franchise tags. Because if you're going in blind, how the hell are you going to know if you should franchise tag somebody or not? Carlos Dunlap just got released about ten minutes ago, so this is a perfect time. And just. Putting, putting a bow on the, the Kyler Murray-Deshaun Watson conversation. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just not – I'm just saying don't be so close-minded to think that anything is off the table, as you mentioned. This is going to be bonkers yeah. for the next two months. It's going to be absolutely insane. If you would have told me that 
Matthew Stafford would have been traded or Jared Goff would have been traded, let alone for each other two years ago, I'd say you were high. Okay, so just keep your keep your ears and brain open. Okay? Yeah. Don't be so close-minded. Just accept that things are going to be changing. And the Cardinals may be at this point, aside from the head coach position, the second most stable organization in the NFC West. Wow. I think Seattle well, Seattle's now in last. Oh yeah. If it's it's ahead of the snake. There's no question about it. San Francisco, sure. Maybe John Lynch will pull a rabbit out of his hat again. But as of now, they don't have a quarterback. And I think if you don't have a quarterback, you're not the most stable as of March 8th, 2021 at 1053 a.m. local time in Arizona. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so you put Arizona in the second place and it could only go up. So much about sports is timing. Like if Michael Jordan got drafted in 1979, and not 1982, we may be speaking a completely different conversation about who the greatest of all time is. If he had to go up against uh, uh, Bird and Magic from their rookie year, this timing situation for the Cardinals could be potentially incredible with all of the influx of question marks surrounding the other three organizations in the NFC West. It's uh, the Seattle Seahawks right now, somehow, after going from this happy marriage, are... It's like John Schneider, Pete Carroll, and Russell Wilson shirtless on Jerry Springer about to throw down. Somehow, like out of nowhere, this just became the biggest franchise of dysfunction in the NFC West. And they're they're the team that's coming off winning the title for the division, which is wild. And uh, we'll see. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, you're right, as far as as stable goes in stability right now. I think that they're one of the teams uh, that that, that are. And, And there's a lot of people that are... Excited about what's going on. Let's get into the Mock Draft Monday portion of this podcast. It's coming up. It's Bo. It's Alex. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K. We're going to get into who we want to select with the 16th overall pick and who Jordan Reed of the Draft Network is picking on a Mock Draft Monday. Did you make any cash off last night's NBA All-Star Game, the festivities, dunk contest, three-point contest? Bet online's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, you've got the FCS, basically Division II. It's going on right now. NBA, of course, it's going to be back in full swing this week. College basketball and the NHL. Bet online covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV as well. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered as far as news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Right now, if you head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. Using the promo code Locked On, you'll get that 50% welcome bonus. Just go to Bet Online. It's your online sportsbook experts. We will crown a champion as far as the most delicious built bar right now. I mean, Normally, during the madness, it's not the most talented team wins. But in this case, the most delicious built bar will be victorious this March. It's our built bar bracket. It's going down. What is it? Uh, Apple Almond Crisp is going up against the Churro Puff Bar. Unreal. And then we've also got... This is just full-on nerddom from Lockdown. (laughs) We made this up. All we do in our DMs on, on our Twitter DMs from the locked on uh, NFL hosts is we just talk about which Bill. I got in a full on argument yeah. with Luke Braun from <laughs> Locked On Vikings about how coconut is trash. Oh, come on. And how it's wood shavings. How dare but you? But people love the coconut brownie one is taking over. It's like the one seed. 
across all of of the Locked On NFL podcast. So we just started this thing. What if we did a bracket? And now it's coming to fruition. Yeah, it's coming to fruition. I mentioned the one at matchup, and you've got the uh, peanut butter brownie and the raspberry. Rest in peace, raspberry. You had a solid season, but it's over. <laughs> it's over. It's a buzzsaw, peanut butter brownie. Yeah. Look out. Look out for all – I mean, I, I was shocked, and this is all inside baseball, and this is all nerding out, but uh, – yeah, coconut had a good season. All the coconut products. I mean, they got first round buys. I don't know how that's possible, but uh, look, I'll, I'm Team Coconut. Alex clearly not. He called it you wood shavings. How how dare he? So it is. Uh, it's International Women's Day, by the way. And I was able to talk to Paige Demakos, who Alex and I are uh, friends with. We came up in the Phoenix radio um, ranks with. She's now the CEO of the Draft Network. Had a great conversation with her on the Lockdown NFL podcast, and. It, just a really inspirational uh, woman, very uh, just just killing it. I love what the Draft Network's doing on a daily basis. They just had the House of Athlete uh, Combine because we've got a different look as far as the Combine's concerned this year. Um, and Brandon Marshall headed it up, and they just had great content coming from that HOA Combine. And we saw Brandon Stokes, the cornerback from Georgia, run a smoke in 4.2540. Saw a 44-inch vertical leap. Uh, just some impressive feats from that uh, just private combine, which I think you're going to see kind of pop up, and it's going to be pro- become very trendy. Uh, even once we get back to the Underwear Olympics in Indianapolis next year for the NFL Scouting Combine, but Jordan Reed, he's got his latest mock draft out, and it's Trevor Lawrence going one, Zach Wilson going two to the Jets, Justin Fields going three to the Panthers who traded up, so you're looking at three quarterbacks going in the top three. The Arizona Cardinals at 16. Uh, I said it when we joined Ross Jackson and, and Cody Rourke on the Locked On Live on Sunday that nobody's do, nobody's differing from J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, the Cardinals. Our guy Jordan Reed did. And it's somebody that we've seen. I think uh, Daniel Jeremiah also had Elijah Vera Tucker, the uh, interior offensive lineman from USC, going in the Arizona Cardinals. I like it. I do. I'm going to be honest with you. Day by day, I get more uh, excited about the idea of bolstering this offensive line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Jordan Reed, even after the Cardinals, he has a line of offensive tackles going. So this is – he has his being a an offensive lineman heavy first round. And, uh, you know, the whole point of this new segment that we're doing is to differ – from what the latest mock draft has, and I ain't different either. I mean, this is this would be a home run. Elijah Vera Tucker should be there. I mean, you're going to have a – I mean, what we're starting to see more and more from mock drafts is all the receivers, the top three receivers are gone. There's going to be five quarterbacks taken before the Cardinals get to pick. So that's eight picks. You have Micah Parsons, nine. Kyle Pitts, ten. And then you have the two corners, Caleb Farley and Patrick Sertain. That's 12. And then you're going to have three wild cards. You know, and that's oh, uh, Panay Sewell. That's thirteen. So there's going to be uh, for this. It's it, he has the Vikings, uh, the Titans trading up and drafting Aziz Ozolari from Georgia, and then you know there's going to be a couple wild cards. But the Cardinals are going to have Quiddy Pay, edge rusher. They're going to have Elijah Vera Tucker, and they're going to have. I'm so I'm just happy you didn't say Najee Harris at sixteen. They're going to have pretty much the same group of guys right. that they're going to want to choose from. And if they target an offensive lineman that's not Elijah Vera Tucker at the top of their board, if they want to draft a right tackle instead, this is definitely a trade-back scenario for the Cardinals. Chances of 
any of the top receivers, any of the top uh, corners, cornerbacks, Micah Parsons or Kyle Pitts dropping to 16 is seemingly slim to none. So you're going to have to look at that. You're drafting ninth overall in your fantasy football draft. You're not going to get the top-tier guys. What are you looking at to maximize your position unless you want to trade back? Do you have any reservations with the Cardinals taking Vera Tucker, plugging him in right away, which would be, you know, outside of Kyler Murray, it really doesn't happen with first-round picks. But, you know, a guy coming from USC, I mean, he very well could play. It's not going to be a Josh Jones scenario where he's going to have to sit and learn. But, uh, you know, you could very well swap out J.R. Sweezy and Justin Pugh and your guard position looks like Josh Josh Jones and Elijah Vera Tucker. I kind of like it. And then you've got uh, yeah. D.J. Humphreys, and then we'll see what happens with Justin Murray or if we've got uh, Calvin Beecham coming back or who knows what happens. i got to assume Marcus Gilbert's days are done with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, you'd think. I mean, they're only going to be able to free up, I think it's less than a million in cap space, but still every dollar counts, especially during this offseason when we don't know what the salary cap hit is, the salary cap number is. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting what Sean Kugler said a, a couple weeks ago when we when we played some of that interview that he had. The versatility of Josh Jones on the inside is interesting. I mean, especially if Kelvin Beecham can come back on a team-friendly deal. He was the, he was the surprise of the offense last year with, with his ability to, to book in DJ Humphreys. With how much Kyler Murray moves in the pocket, the right the right side of the of the offensive line is not equally as important, but close to the blind side that the DJ Humphreys uh, uh, blocks for yeah. for Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, the point is if you can have young guys up front and they work, that's the dream. That's what that's what functioning teams do. You draft young players, they make immediate impacts. You don't have to pay them a lot of money, so you can pay stars that money, and then you win Super Bowls. That's <laughs> how things are supposed to work. So if the Cardinals draft Elijah Vera Tucker, you can sign or trade for uh, an offensive lineman and maybe see if Josh Jones is ready to play right tackle. Then you're cooking. But then you're cooking. They're already talking about shifting him to guard, though, which is interesting. I mean, we always envision him, okay, well, he's not going to play a lot in his rookie year because – they seem pretty set at the tackle position, at least for this. They have a placeholder, and we're hearing you know rumblings this offseason that Josh Jones could make the shift to guard, which I don't have a problem. I mean, it's it's no, better than the, the opposite. It's better than having to go from the inside to the outside. I mean, that's that's a tougher transition. So here's the thing about Josh Jones. He's just he's a legit prospect. I mean, he he's a guy that I mean, as far as pro football focus goes and how they grade the position. He has like the highest offensive tackle grade of all time since they started, you know, uh, evaluating the position. I mean, it's he he can play the position. They're they're scared as far as his technique flaws. You know, once he gets in there, you know, he's going to get uh, taken advantage of. But he's a guy that can play physically. He's an NFL player. Now you just need to find the best role for him. And it's exciting to just have a, a type of player like that. You know who projects to be a, a starter that you got seventy second yeah. overall. So right, I've got a dream I scenario mean, though. I've got a dream scenario as far as the offensive line, as far as this offseason goes. It'll continue to piggyback our our uh, mock draft Monday. We'll uh, we'll give you what that is on the other side. It's locked on Cardinals, part of your locked on podcast network. Bo and Alex, we're on a quest to crown a champion as far as the most delicious built bar. It's the built bar bracket. Here's your matchups today. Just go to BuiltBar.com, cast your vote, or follow at Bar 
underscore built on Twitter. It's apple almond crisp versus churro puff or peanut butter brownie versus raspberry. I think that one's a one versus 16. Actually, it can't be. We've got some one seeds that are already getting bye weeks in this built bar bracket, but it's trying to identify the most delicious built bar on planet Earth. And it's tough. It's no easy task. Right now, if you go to thebuiltbar.com, you can put in for your choice. If you go to builtbar.com to place an order, make sure you're using the promo code LOCKED ON20. That's LOCKED ON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's LOCKED ON20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We are streaming live. You can join us each and every day, whether it's on Facebook. Locked on AZ Cards or on Twitter at Locked on AZ Cards. You can also find us at Bob Rack, B O B R A C K, and at Clancy's Corner. For Alex, we will tweet out, we'll share those links. You can join the conversation. We love it. We want to keep it going. I have a dream scenario. So, as far as your offensive line goes, if you do take Elijah Vera Tucker, 16 overall, as Jordan Reed has in his mock draft Monday today via the Draft Network, I think that. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals would be in a very good position for the future of their offensive line because you do have Josh Jones, you do have DJ Humphreys, and then you go out and maybe spend a little of your, ex, your leftover cap money on Alex Mack, the veteran center, and you get him in there, and you've got a great mix of veterans and very talented rookies, albeit raw. Uh, I think that you're setting yourself up for you probably have the most talented offensive line depending on what happens with Trent Williams and free agency in the division. Yeah, you've been that that's what you've been hitting. I mean, you could sign him to a short-term deal. Uh he's he is getting a little bit older. What is he? 35? Um Yes, yes he is. But yeah. We've seen we've seen what Andrew Whitworth has done from the left side of the offensive line. I mean, it kind of rewrites the book like, "Hey, this can happen at an advanced age." Sure. I mean, whatever whatever proven and veteran anchor who's still worth his weight in the NFL is worth taking a look at. And Alex Mack, I know, is your one seed to bring in and play center. Sign him to a one-year team-friendly deal and see what happens afterwards. Again, the Cardinals are auditioning as much as free agents are auditioning to prove that their culture has changed. And that would be another solid move by Steve Keim to kind of have a, an anchor on the offensive line that they, that they did not have last year with, with Mason Cole in the, in the center. And Mason Cole then becomes just kind of your backup, you know, utility I, guy. Yeah, you've got a guy that can play. That you, you know, in a dream scenario, he's not a starter, but he's a guy that can come in, and you know that he can he can play the position, and you've got depth. All of a sudden, when we were looking at uh, last offseason at this point, it was it was a big question mark as far as the offensive line. There's less questions surrounding it. So let's get to the the question though. If you're sitting at 16, and we're looking at how things kind of transpire in, in Jordan Reed's draft. And we're looking at some of the, uh, uh, the the prospects that go ahead of of the Cardinals. You've got the Dolphins at eight taking Jalen Waddell. You've got Caleb Farley, the first cornerback off the board, going nine to the Broncos. Patrick Sertain going to the Cowboys. Kyle Pitts going to the Giants. Micah Parsons going to the Lions. Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern, going 13. You've got Aziz Ujilari, the edge rusher, the first one off the board, going to the Titans at 14. And then you have Mac Jones, the quarterback, going to the Patriots. Are you the one that's taking the Arizona? Are you the Arizona Cardinals taking Elijah Vera Tucker at sixteen? There. Yeah, I mean, unless 
Because what Jordan Reed has in here is a couple trade backs by teams. A couple spots here and there. If the Cardinals are offered a second-round pick this year to trade back five or six spots, I think you really have to consider it. I mean, I think you really have to because, again, you're not going to get those top-flight guys at 16. If you believe Elijah Vary Tucker is your guy, pull the trigger. Sticking and picking makes makes Steve Kime only you know have to do one thing instead of trading back and having another pick that he has that he's responsible for in the second round. Uh, the Cardinals not having a fourth or sixth round pick, you really got to consider again depending on how low that pick is in the second round. Trading back is something you have to keep on the table. But if I were to stick and choose somebody at sixteen, you could do a lot worse than Elijah Vera Tucker. That's for sure. Yeah, I like the pick over uh, over J C Horn. I just think J.C. Horn would probably be a guy that uh, if he's there in the second round, do it. But I, I think that there's a big drop-off when you look at the top two corners as far as Farley and Sertain, and then it, you can you can wait till it is a pack position that you could find a difference maker in the second round that is just about as talented as, as J.C. Horn that you would that you'd be taking in, in the first round. Yeah, trading down. I don't have a problem with that in this position. I I wouldn't pro- I I like the sticking and picking and taking Vera Tucker, uh, and also Greg Rousseau out of Miami, who is projected to go twenty first. You know why not? If you're talking about you know maybe bolstering the offensive line, adding to that pass rush too. I mean, depending on what, I, I doubt we're going to see in the next twenty four hours that Hassan Reddick's going to get tagged, and right. uh, we'll see what happens with the pass rush position. I mean, you have Chandler Jones and you have J.J. Watt. That's good, but you can't stop there. You still got to continue to build this defense. That's going to be the conversation going forward. You know, as what what are the Arizona Cardinals going to do between now and next week at this time when the madness begins and that negotiation window opens up? That's what we're going to be doing all week long. Alex and I we're going to be previewing it, plus getting continuing the conversation about the draft. And also, Mike Silver mentioned that teams have checked in on Zach Ertz, the tight end. His production dropped off a bunch last season, but should the Arizona Cardinals be players for Zach Ertz? We'll answer that question tomorrow when Alex takes the reins. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Check out BuiltBar.com. Get in on the Built Bar bracket. And, of course, use the promo code LOCKEDON20. Save yourself 20% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. It's Locked on Cardinals with Bo and Alex.